Hello. Thank you for listening and watching uh, UAD Options. This week, I have Miguel Chin from Teenage Bottle Rocket. Uh, it's a great conversation. We talk about um, yoga, uh, meditation, uh, general health stuff. Um, he talks about being a dad. Um, yeah. Uh, I asked him a lot of questions, rapid fire questions. Uh, yeah, great time. Uh, I appreciate him being here. Um, yeah, uh, check out Miguel's info, everything at miguelchin.com. You can buy his books there. Um, it also leads you to uh, the Teenage Bar Rocket website. You can go to biggerthankiss.com, buy a lot of cool merch from Teenage Bottle Rocket. Um, yeah, find Teenage Ball Rocket on Instagram at Teenage Ball Rocket. Find you at Options on Instagram at you at Options. Um, find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash you at Options. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for, for everything you do. I really enjoy it. Um, and thank you, Miguel, for, for being a gracious guest. Miguel, thanks, thanks for joining me. Uh, yeah. We're we're officially starting. Uh, right on. Uh, so you're talking about um, you're coming back to Alabama soon. You guys just announced uh, a tour. We just announced the fucking <laughs> tour. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right. Are you are you stoked? Uh, are you? Uh, I'm I'm very stoked. Right. Um, I. I think I kind of had all my anxiety and panic attacks over it last week already. So now, okay. now that it's announced and out there and actually seems to be going well, I'm, I'm really excited. Hell yeah. Have you guys got a good response? Have, have people been weird or trying to be douchebags or anything? Um, it's been pretty much positive. And honestly, when we were putting together the tour and the announcement, I was kind of worried about like sane people. I was like, normal people are going to see that we're trying really hard to do this kind of safely and reasonably, yeah, right? For sure. I was worried about that. And like all those people totally got it. All, all the, you know, but then I think the, the people I should have obviously anticipated would have a problem with it kind of came out of the woodworks, like the, you know, anti-vaxxers and, and the likes Mm, that sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you, you said you're coming back to Al- Alabama for the first time in a while. When was the last time y'all played in Alabama? I want to say we were probably in Birmingham, like maybe six years ago. Damn. That's nice. That seems right. Yeah. You guys are, yeah. you guys are playing in Huntsville this time. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been to Huntsville. It's pretty cool. It's exploding right now. Uh, they're building a, uh, uh, the Alabama like amphitheater there. The um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Andrew from yeah, against me. From against me. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I, I would never. It's very cool. I would never think in Alabama that they would be like, well, we're gonna set up shop here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the guys from Mumford and Son is like pushing that so i was wow i was very like oh this is fucking weird it's cool though man you know there's a lot of these i don't know the right word but a lot of these kind of like middle states or whatever right kind of like especially i think in punk rock at some point i'm just kind of left behind or forgotten about or yeah you know so it's it's kind of cool to see that coming back like i I like playing 
all these states. I like fucking going to Louisiana and Alabama and Tennessee or Arkansas or whatever, you right. know, places that have kind of been, I don't want to say forgotten, but kind of. Yeah, you know? for sure. Definitely for like, it's weird because I'm in Mobile and that's like, you know, on the fucking yeah. water right down there, like on the, uh, as far south as you can go in Alabama and tours will usually big, big tours will usually skip. They'll go from like Texas to Orlando and like skip yeah. that entire, even like they'll skip over new Orleans, you know, sometimes. Totally. We've done that ourselves. You know? yeah. <laughs> that drive sucks. Like it's yeah. nice to fucking have, we've done like both things. We've done the like, okay, we're going from fucking Houston to Pensacola or whatever. Right. Or even Orlando or, but then we've done the like, okay, let's try to make a lot of stops and find yourself in like home of Louisiana. And you're like, Oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> what do we get ourselves into? Yeah. It's, so. There's, yeah, there's definitely some weird, uh, back roadsy places here for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to play with y'all in, uh, Georgia in, uh, Columbus, Georgia last year. Oh, Wow, and that was like a, a weird back roadsy. Uh, that was, but that was like the plug uglies crew or whatever. Right, right, right. right. Like, yeah. No, like getting there, it was like, oh, oh. shit, <laughs> it's out in the the middle of nowhere. I mean, I flew in. That was the first show tour, so I kind of missed the getting there part. But you know, it's it kind of like reminds me of Wyoming growing up in Wyoming. Like a place like that, it's like it just takes one dude or like a group of people for sure and you can kind of build something in a weird small town in the middle of nowhere you know you just need a few stokers and and there you go yeah yeah chad is is cool up there um yeah man yeah uh so i want to talk about your books totally yeah uh your first book i want to be i want to be well uh, how long had you wanted to write that? Was that a, a big thing in your mind for a while? Not really. It's just kind of progressed sort of naturally. Like, um, I don't think I ever really imagined myself being like a meditation guy or a yoga guy that that sort of started happening. And yeah. Then, and then that kind of led to like, started doing interviews that weren't just about the band. Right. Which then led to like, I started writing articles right, about that stuff, which I'd never really thought would happen. And then I was approached by a publisher who, who had read some articles I did. And when they asked me like, Hey, have you ever thought about doing a book? I, I was just like, not really, but like I should, that sounds fucking awesome. Why, why have I not right. thought about that? And, and here we are. <laughs> now uh, I write books. It's fucking weird. Uh, yeah. And I was reading your, um, I guess, is it a, is it a blog that you have now? The, uh, the maybe a newsletter newsletter or I don't fucking know what you call it. Yeah, It's something yeah. you're putting, you're putting your ideas out there and it's great. <laughs> I was, I read the, uh, the most recent couple ones. Um, and I think is very poignant about, you know, social media, um, the, the, the most recent one was about pretty much social media kind of like, um, being divisive. Right. And, uh, totally. um, I think that's a big thing that I've been thinking about recently, especially you were talking about kind of like s- spiral scrolling or doom scrolling or whatever you want to call it, where it's just like, what am I, why am I doing this totally. to myself? Yeah. And I mean, it goes like, Kind of even deeper than like, I have this theory that we're kind of stupid. I mean, people are obviously stupid. We're all stupid. Right. Like, yep. but I, we're kind of dumbest when we're like really angry or like riled up. Like Most we kind of go emotional. into fucking caveman brain, yeah. you know. Like, and so our logic and our ability to reason kind of goes away. And yeah. in a weird way, this advancement in technology has sent us back to the fucking stone age because everyone's just so pissed off all the fucking time. No right. one can think clearly. And, uh, and it's making us stupid in a weird way. Yeah. 
Um, and there's a lot of, you know, like you're going to seek out, like if you want, if you want to believe something or if you want something to be a, a fact, you're going to like seek it out online and it's somewhere online in some weird, you know, corner. Totally. And you're going to find a bunch of people like, like, to, like pat your back about it and make you feel good. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. Hmm. Had you watched that HBO uh, Q documentary? It kind of reminded me of that. I haven't watched the the Q one yet, mostly because, like, you know, I have, like, two small kids and right. I don't have that much TV time. And so I'm always like, if I do have TV time, I just wanted to be, like, happy. And, like, <laughs> I, feel that. I want to feel good. Like, so we just watch fucking Top Chef, like, religiously. Like, yeah all the fucking time because I'm just like I love food and I love watching people do something they're super passionate about but it's it's been on my radar for a while I, I did watch that like Netflix documentary about social media oh right yeah can't remember what it's fucking called but that you know I was like yeah they're telling us exactly what's happening to us yeah and yeah, the the whole fucking Q thing is oof. It's wild, man. Not not yeah. in a fun not in a fun way. It was like for a no. little bit, you know. Like I remember growing up as a kid, you know, uh conspiracy theories are fun, you know. It was there's like yeah. but now they've become uh dangerous in a way, you know. Oh, absolutely dangerous. And it's like, oh, and they all have fucking guns, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> it's something, man. Uh, uh, I remember um, uh, I had seen, you know, uh, Charlie in St. Augustine. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I saw um, a couple years ago, he had posted about you sending them like Dharma punks um, and, or maybe uh, telling him he should read that. And he posted about that on Facebook. And so I was like, okay, I'm having a weird time, a hard time too. And I checked it out and I was like, huh, there's a, there's something to this, you know? Um, Just because like, I think before that I thought of like meditation as kind of like, um, well, that's just like weirdos, like with yeah, tiny, tiny drum, tiny hand drums do that, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. And so that was the first time I was like, oh, that's what it is. Um, what do you, uh, what would you say meditation is to you? Cause I think of it of like different, like multiple things. Yeah. I think. I think about it as kind of doing two, having two primary functions. Yeah. And uh, one of them is um, kind of detaching from our, our thoughts or yeah. whatever. Like um, being able to see our thoughts more is like an observer seeing something happen than necessarily like attaching to every crazy thought that comes through our fucking head. For sure. And. And the other one, which is kind of a byproduct of the first one, is about, like, quieting the mind. Because I think I had had a teacher in India who used this analogy about, like, horses with carrots or whatever. And it's a silly kind of cliche analogy. But it's like, think of your thoughts as, like, horses. And every fucking horse that comes by, you're giving it a carrot. So, of course, like, billions of fucking horses are going to come. But if you... And the carrots, like your uh, attachment, right? Mm, yeah. The second a thought comes in and you cling to that thought, you've given the horse the fucking carrot. So, um, you know, if you're giving out less carrots, less horses are going to come by. And so we're kind of like, we're engaging less of our thoughts. We're kind of choosing to only engage the the skillful or useful ones. Yeah. And, and as a result, we, we start having a generally calmer mind. Mm. Is, uh, do you have daily activities outside of like meditation that you think of as like meditation? 
or do you find yourself like going into meditation doing like normal, like a chore or something? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe that any act can be that sort of act. Like any act where we're really present and, and we're doing something instead of thinking about doing it or thinking about something else while we're doing it. Yeah. So, you know, like washing dishes, walking the dogs, fucking taking a dump, like eating, like fucking anything can be that bit, you know, and I'd like to say that like, I'm that person where my whole day is just like one constant meditation, but it's not, you know, I like, I wake up and every single morning, you know, I do like a walk with the dogs and I try like not to listen to music and immediately start to get myself in this routine. And then I come home and it's yoga, breath work, meditation. And, and I do that every single day and doing it early in the day kind of sets me up to like, maybe not so much everything I'm doing is a meditation, but at least I have an easier time focusing on one thing at a time. Right. And, and I think that that alone has a lot of benefits, but you know, I, I'd say I definitely get there when I'm like fucking playing a show. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's easier with some things than others, right? For sure. Wow. So, like, have you been playing a show and you kind of got in that state and then you're just like, forgot what to play? No. <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's it's one of those things. Like, you know how to do these things, right? And, and if you're really there, like, you don't even have to think about it. You're just, you're doing it. Like the only time I've forgotten what I'm playing is when I'm fucking thinking about something else, mm. you know? Yeah. Mm. So like, um, I want, I wanted to ask you, like you, you meditate every day. Uh, what's your meditation like? Is it, um, how does it change? Is it, do you have, Okay, Monday is this medit- or uh, yoga? Sorry, yoga on Monday is this. Then yoga on Tuesday is this. Like kind of like no. a workout routine, or how's that work? No, I I do most days. I kind of do the same sequence. Um, it's it's uh, from a school called Shivananda, and so it's kind of a classical hatha. Um, sequence and it starts with like a few sun salutations and then it goes straight into headstand and then shoulder stand and you kind of work the opposite way that you do with a lot of other practices like in a lot of like western yoga you kind of build up to a more challenging like upside down posture right but shivananda it's really based not to get like too woo woo or whatever it's based on like it's based on like energy and, and chakra points. And so it starts, you start with the headstand because that's kind of your like crown chakra, right? And, yeah. and you're working there, third eye, throat, heart, and all the way down to root chakra. So um, the practice starts there because you're like activating sort of your highest self yeah, right away. And so I do that most days of the week. I have this same routine and, and it doesn't take that long, like 20, 25 minutes or so. Yeah. And then I try to like go to one or two classes at a studio a week. And that's mostly like Iyengar style yoga, if I can. Um, just because, I don't know, I, it, it's good to, to get other practices in mm-hmm. or whatever, but there's also a place for routine and structure. And so, right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that I've been, um, I do this program. It's, uh, I pay for it, a monthly subscription thing and it's like 20 minutes a day and it's called Romwad. Have you heard of this? Romwad. Yeah. No range of motion workout of the day. Uh, Ah. it's like, uh, it's, it's yin yoga. Yeah. And so it's it's pretty much that. So they call it Ramwad. I think they're just trying to trick like weightlifters into doing yoga. But it's <laughs> great, man. 
I'll I'll have to show when whenever we uh, stop recording, I'll show you my squat and I'll get you to totally show me. I remember, like you said, Ramwad, and my mind immediately went like really Eastern, like Sanskrit, like oh Rama or you know. Oh. But when you say Wad, I'm like, man, there was one summer I did CrossFit and Wad, like the workout of the day was like right. my fucking nightmare. It's terrible, but the yeah. Yin Yoga like fucking beautiful practice i i taught a yin class for for a few years at my old studio and um generally speaking i think that that type of yoga is more beneficial to the average person than like a really fast yeah vinyasa fucking thing like i like yoga where you do less things but you you take time to align it properly yeah and you take time to like be in a posture and, and feel it and experience it. So yeah, it's that's, cool. Yeah. It's definitely like, this is, it's my speed. It's not like uh, I I don't know. Cause I've seen people doing like hot yoga and stuff and I'm just like, that's, that's too much for me. You know, this is, you know, if I can do like a saddle or like, you know, uh, yeah. Dragon stuff, just stuff like that. I'm just like, Okay, I can do this. I mean, honestly, a lot of the people who are drawn to like a fast hot yoga or ashtanga or, or whatever practice could benefit so much from, from actually slowing down because the people that go to like a fast kind of practice tend to have a really fast life anyway. And, and to balance that out, you need you need the opposite of that. It's just, right. it's hard for a lot of people to stand still. And yeah. Yin sure. yoga is like a fucking good practice for standing still. I love it, man. Yeah. And they do like breath work while you're doing the yeah. poses and stuff. Uh, it's crazy how much just speaking from my experience, people don't think about like breathing. And so I'll notice now doing, um, doing Ramwad, like in my daily life, I'll notice like, I'm just fucking holding my breath, just standing here, like with anxiety or something, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. And like how quickly, yeah, it, it does make you a lot more aware of your breathing. And that kind of brought me back to, we were just talking about like meditation, like throughout your day or whatever. Like I do throughout the day, take a moment or two to like connect to my breathing. Yeah. And it, it's a very like powerful, like meditative sort of practice without, necessarily having to be something formal but you know our our breathing is is such a powerful tool to kind of connect whatever's going on out to like what's going on in and kind of right so yeah yeah people don't know how to breathe it's yeah it's like i said it's weird because i would just think like oh it's just autopilot you know so i don't have to be like oh breathe in deep, hold it for like eight seconds, breathe in for eight seconds, hold it for eight seconds and breathe out for like 10 seconds, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's like, there's schools of yoga where they kind of believe like, okay, prana or whatever, your life energy is, is your breathing and it's your air yeah. and you're given a certain amount of it. All of us when we're born and when it's gone, you die. And so their practices Shit. are really about like breathe very slowly yeah. your entire life and you're going to live like a long, healthy life. Yeah. And I think there's something to it. I think so. Yeah. That's what they call it. Prana. Whenever they're like, all right, we're going to do a, a prana tempo breathing and we're going to go yeah. in for eight seconds, hold for eight seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a, I've got a, a silly question. You were talking about, uh, you went to, how many times have you been to India? I've only been to India once. Once? Uh, did you did you bathe in the Ganges? I did. Wow. What was that like? It was incredible. It was... Were there were there a lot of people there? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck. I I landed in uh, New Delhi and was like, holy fucking shit! Where am I? And you know, I've traveled a lot. I've, I've, right. Like I was born in Mexico City, which I think at one point was like the most densely populated city or something, yeah. you know, but from that point to now, like, holy fuck, New Delhi is crazy busy. And then I had to like take a sketchy plane 
to get on a sketchy bus to fucking like go down. I was in a city called Rishikesh, which is like right at the base of the Himalayas. Yeah. On, on the Ganga river, you know? And, yeah. Uh, it was fucking sketchy and there's a fuck ton of people, a lot of monkeys and like just cows walking and shitting on the yeah. streets and stuff like crazy. Did you but, go? Sorry, go on. I was going to say, but also like a deeply, deeply spiritual experience. And, you know, I was living in an ashram. I was, I was doing yoga meditation from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. And Jesus, like we, Jesus, it's, I was about to talk about Jesus. Go I went it. to a Vashista cave, they call it there. And the, uh, the story is that Jesus Christ sat in that cave and meditated because apparently there's sort of like a gap in the Bible in Jesus's timeline. And these, right. these people believe that it's because he was there yeah, yeah, meditating. The, yeah, like his uh, his teenage years to pretty much his later years. It's like undocumented yeah. where, where he was. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 wild. Did they have any um, crazy like Christ statues or anything that they had made? No. It was just a, a very dark cave with some candles and a bunch of people meditating. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, how long were you in India for? Was there about six weeks? Wow. Is, and so was this a, like an actual like course you were taking over there? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I was over there studying Hatha and Ashtanga yoga. Um, it was crazy. <laughs> like, I bet. I, I went over there thinking like I've got a pretty good grasp or a pretty strong yoga practice. No, you, you know? don't. Yeah. Yeah. I get there. I'm like, I don't know shit. Why yeah. am I here? I'm out of my fucking league. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, that reminds me of going back to Dharma punks because there's the, the scene where he's talking about, he goes over to, to India and he's like, man, I don't know if I made the right choice. Well, just initially, yeah. You see where he's like, "Man, this is crazy." I'm sleeping on, I'm sleeping on the dirt floor, you know. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I get, but that's that's part of the that's part of the process, you know. I I imagine where it's like you have to go through these steps and these stages. Uh, I guess to uh, appreciate more or understand more. Uh, or be humbled. I think a even. lot of it's about, yeah, those things, but a lot of it too is kind of about, we just have these stories mm. about ourselves that we've built up our entire lives. And a situation like that kind of fucking breaks the storyline. Yeah. Like pretty fucking quick. Right. And, um, you kind of have to relinquish a certain amount of control because if we're just like in our day to day life in fucking mobile Alabama or Dallas, Texas or whatever the fuck, you know, like, yeah. Oh, I want to get out of my comfort zone. Like, you it's know, tough, yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like go to a different taco place than you normally do. Or, yeah, you man. know, like when you're in India and it's like, no, you actually have to fucking fight a monkey to go do your meditation class right now. Like you have to fucking chase that monkey out of here. Like, <laughs> You know, yeah. Were monkeys were, were monkeys somewhere? Do they cause trouble? Like 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 New York pigeons or something cause trouble? Oh, dude, they fuck with you, like for fucking sure. Like, yeah. we would get to we'd get to the school, and like the eating area was kind of outside, and you had to fucking watch your shit because like if you turn your back, monkey fucking runs up, grabs your tray, and then like four of them are fighting over your shit. We're like one day like someone didn't lock the door of the studio. And so we're in there having like a lecture monkey just fucking opens the door, grabs like three people's shoes and fucking runs. <laughs> and we're just like, what the fuck is up with these monkeys? Like, and it would just always have like, I, I can't remember what we were talking about, but oh, some like fucking profound spiritual fucking thing. 
And then we just hear like this fucking like primal fucking monkey sounds and everyone turns their head at the same time. There's these two monkeys just fucking fucking <laughs> just like just going to fucking town. <laughs> and, and we're just like, what do we do? Do we try and scare them away? Throw like, water on them? Yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of had to like keep having this conversation until like obviously the monkeys had finished fucking, you know. <laughs> Like, they got to stop sometime, you know. They yeah, got to finish sometime. They did. But. Oh shit! I love that man. I just I love I love imagining like uh, monkey gangs like stealing people stuff and just like flip <laughs> flipping shoes, you know, at some weird monkey market. Yeah. Oh god. Mm. It's what I was saying, like, not to ramble on too much, but like, Go I think it. about it a lot as a parent. Too, yeah. Where I'm like, there's a shit about being a parent that is gonna break down some of that ego barrier and some yeah. of those stories we tell ourselves because you just don't fucking have a choice, right? And and the situations where we don't have a choice except to kind of fucking let go, yeah. That's where that's where we really open ourselves up to growth. And so, like, being a parent or or someone that we know dies or right. like you're in a fucking foreign country in some fucking training, you yeah. know, and you can't go home. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, most, most of my friends have kids and, uh, this buddy I work with, there's this group chat. <laughs> he sent this, this picture of his kid in the tub who had just shit in the tub, like as they were taking a bath. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not wired for that. I'm not built for that. <laughs> And, but it was just another, it was just a thing, you know. It was just like okay. And so, like the fucking the shit stuff doesn't even bother me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is is fucking crazy because it should. Like, but I'll be changing like one of their diapers, and like my finger will accidentally just like, just straight into fucking human shit, and I'm I'm barely fucking phased. Like, the sleep thing drives me fucking nuts but there's nothing i can do right there's like there's literally nothing i can't speak reason to a tiny baby it's true like which looping this all the way back around to social media there's a lot of situations where you just you can't speak reason to someone and you just have to let go right Right. so damn man Wow. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're making a lot of connections here, you know, uh, sticking your finger in shit is the same as social media <laughs> or social media is worse than sticking your finger in shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I get more bothered by social media for sure. Right. Then, then your, your kids boo boo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, how old are your kids? You got two kids? Yeah. I got a daughter. She's like two and a half or so. Yeah. She's going to be three in a couple months. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I got a son who's just eight months old. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of kid energy in a, you know, in a short amount, a short amount of time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but me and my wife were kind of like, well, we haven't slept in a couple of years. We can either have another kid now and just drag it on, mm. or we can start sleeping and then lose it again. Ooh. So we're like, fuck it, let's just tough it out Yeah, and then be done. Yeah. So Damn. I'll sleep in another year and a half or so. Hell yeah, man. You get to... Give the give those kids like put put a little bit of Benadryl in some peanut butter. Give them those kids. Give it those kids. Uh, the older one sleeps fine. It's yeah. fucking baby. It's just like when you're that little, the fucking tank isn't big enough to get you through the night. Like, you need you need milk every few hours. Mm. We got we got to toughen these babies up. Yeah, I tell you what, fucking. Wussies, like. <laughs> uh, do you um? So do you have a like? I know you're super busy with everything, 
But do you have a, a workout routine outside? Do you do like weights or anything outside of all the stuff you have? Um, just walking and riding bikes. Yeah. I don't do a lot of non yoga workouts. Like I try and ride my bike. Me and my wife were doing pretty good for a while. We were riding our bikes. Like what were we doing? 10 miles or something. Damn. But, uh, that's hard to keep up with, with kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, again, I kind of come from this philosophy of like, it doesn't take much, like really simple things can have a profound impact. So I think that even just like walking around instead of sitting on our asses all day for sure can contribute to a long, healthy life. Right. Yeah. Uh, is, do you have a certain diet? Not particularly. Yeah. Um, these are, these are all questions that I was, I was like, man, I'm going to ask him. These, this is yeah, interesting yeah. to me, like his daily routine totally. type of thing. We do. Um, we, we go to like an Ayurvedic doctor, which is, it's kind of like yoga diet type mm. stuff, but it doesn't really dictate that you eat or don't eat anything specifically, but it kind of based on like um, your composition oh, yeah. or whatever, you should sort of gravitate to certain things and not other things. So me... Like they say, I've got like a pitta imbalance, which means I'm like a, a fiery person or, or, or whatever, right? So it's kind of like take it easy on spicy food and sugar and that kind of thing. But there's not a lot of restrictions about like meat or no meat, vegan or not vegan. So um, I just... Just kind of try and like check in with my body, and if I notice like oh I'm having heartburn lately, it's yeah. like oh I'm eating I'm eating too much sugar or mm. that that kind of thing. Sometimes they have us like log every single thing that we eat and like every shit that we take <laughs> for a period of time. Yeah, and then they're like, and they're like oh using like the Bristol stool scale, which if you don't know, I look it up, but okay. it's, it's like, Oh, I'm noticing a lot of, a lot of fives and sixes. What's going on with your diet? <laughs> you know? Okay. So yeah. I guess the answer is yes and no. I, I, we kind of have diets that we adhere to, but also kind of not. Yeah. It, it's more about like this raised awareness and, and checking in with ourselves. Like, okay, how am I doing? my body needs more of this or less of this. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I think like for me, like dieting is something I've tried to work on and I've like only in my, my early thirties have realized that like, like food and like gut health are a thing. Gut health is a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, I can just eat shit. But if I like lift weights, you know, it, it works out. It evens itself out. But you know, it's uh, a lot less effort just to like make small adjustments to what you're eating. Right. Do you do, and, a, sorry. No, go ahead. Do you do like uh, intermittent fasting or anything? Not really. Yeah. Um, in like in Ayurveda, the general guidelines are kind of like eat three meals at the same time each day. And again, depending on your composition, like, um, snacks or, or no right. snacks or, or whatever. So, and also like try and stop by a certain hour mm. because so, I mean, it's not super hardcore. I, I usually like eat at eight thirty, twelve thirty, and five thirty, Damn. And I have one or two snacks during the day. Yeah. That's kind of it. Wow. Mm. Man. Well, we've been we've been going for for a while here. Uh, I did, uh, I did come up with like fifteen like lightning round questions. Yeah, let's, let's fucking do it. Are you good? Let's see here. Yeah, Hold on, man. let me let me pull up my notes app. And these are things that just popped in my brain, you know. And uh, you don't have to like, you know, you you take oh. as much time as you want. 
Miguel. <laughs> you know, I got, I got, I got hard drive and in, in, in time. Okay. Uh, first one. Do you have a yoga goal like this year that you want to achieve? Ooh, that's a good one. Um. I don't think it's specific to this year, but I've always wanted to like be able to actually walk on my hands. Ooh. Um, like depending on the day, like I have a decent handstand. Right. Or if I have a wall, like I'm, I always have a good handstand. But like I just thought it'd be nice to develop those muscles and that skill set to where like I can take a few steps. Yeah. So um, as far as physical yoga, that but as far as more like the mental and emotional thing like just fucking don't lose my practice Mm. because especially as a parent like it's kind of easy like oh i'm too busy and then you know you kind of lose these things that that keep the whole fort together right as long as i'm getting in like 20 30 minutes every day i'm happy right um when you're touring, when the road is, when shows are an actual thing and touring is a thing, uh, are you able to get in your yeah. daily stuff? Yeah. I, we always make it a point in our band. Like we get two hotel rooms and it's like, here's the quiet room and here's the idiot room. And <laughs> gotcha. I'm always, I'm always in the quiet room. I'm always asleep as soon as I can get to sleep and I'm always up early enough to do my shit. Damn. Yeah. Sleep is another thing that I didn't think was, you know, super important until, you know, the past couple of years. It's crazy important. Yeah. And that's like the worst fucking part about being a parent. And I love being a dad. Like I fucking love being a dad. The sleep thing, like, Oh my fuck. Like, (laughs) run on empty, man. Yeah. Yeah. Run it on empty. Jackson Brown. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Or to 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 go back to the that question, uh, can you do a full split? No, <sighs> me either, man. I'm trying, no. to, I'm trying to get that JCVD split going. <laughs> I'm pretty flexible, but uh, yeah, I think at one point most of the yoga like impressive kind of stuff or whatever, I was like, yeah. oh, I can do a handful of these or whatever. And it's kind of the same point where you kind of get to like, you, you have this realization where it's like, I don't really give a shit. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. what I can do or what I can't do. I just kind of care about like how I feel. And, and again, you, you can get so much out of so little. Yeah. That I'm a little more focused on that stuff these days. Ooh, I like that. That's a good, that's a good response. Uh, number two, uh, favorite truck stop slash gas station to stop at on the road. Ooh. Wawa, Shit. Sheets, Bucky's. Oh, man. I Flying do Jack. fucking like, I like a Sheets or a fucking Wawa for sure. Like, Cody's super into Bucky's. I like Bucky's. It's just yeah. kind of. You know, I live down here and there's Bucky's, so yeah. it's not yeah. it's not that exciting for me in particular, but I do enjoy like a Wawa or a Sheets, honestly. Hmm. I'm sure somewhere there's people who feel very, very passionately between those two places. <laughs> and they're probably like, you fucking idiot. How could you not yeah. choose sheets? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is sheets the right answer? You think? I don't know, man. I like because uh, we have a Bucky's here too. Like they like last year, the year before, they uh, that's crazy. They built a Bucky's like in in uh, in uh, on the interstate going towards Florida. Um, uh, crazy. Bucky's is cool. Uh, Sheets is cool because you can order, you know, you got the screens, you can make your order. Um, Wawa is also nice, though. I don't know, man. It's tough. This is a tough question. There's no <laughs> right answer. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to go with Bucky's. That's, you know, 
for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, worst punk rock bathroom that you've gone number two in. Ooh. I'm like, honestly out of the band, I'm, I'm kind of the most organized shitter or whatever. So mm. historically I'm pretty good at making sure I don't get myself in a bad situation. Like, like if we do like warp tour or some other festival, I make it a point to be up very early so I can find like a fresh porta potty that hasn't been fucking touched, yeah. you know? And so like I've seen a bunch of fucked up bathrooms like CBGBs or this fucking club in Milan's really sticking out. It's one of those places like no toilet, just a hole in the ground and you gotta, yeah. like fucking, but, uh, yeah, the worst one I actually had to use. I got nothing, man. I'm sure. I'm sure there's been situations. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. There's a, uh, when you're like on a bus or whatever, you're not allowed to shit on the bus, mm, right? Right. Because the septic tank can't handle it. So right. if it's like an absolute emergency, you're supposed to like put a bag in the toilet and shit into the bag and then you get rid of the bag. Okay. And we, and we call it hot bagging. And I, I prided myself in never being the hot bag guy. Yeah. Like we had a couple guys, one tour manager in particular, um, who like almost seemed to just enjoy doing it. And we're just like, dude, no, like, fuck you. Like last resort only. Yeah. Like fucking don't. And we were on warp tour in like Louisiana and we woke up, I woke up, we were supposed to drive that night, but I think our driver just like slept in or whatever. Okay. And we just never left. So I woke up, we're in a completely empty fucking parking lot. There's nothing around for like a fucking mile. There's not even like some bushes I could fucking <laughs> hide behind. And I had to fucking hop back or hop bag the fucking bus. Yeah. But luckily I wake up so early, everyone just fucking slept through it. And then I just like, grab this fucking garbage bag of my shit and just fucking threw it in the middle of the giant parking lot. Like, Hell yeah. Tried to throw it away from the bus so it didn't look like it was mine. Yeah. But yeah, like it was the only fucking option. So that was unpleasant. That's okay. You know, if I imagine that was like in New Orleans. So it's like, that's just yeah. par for the course, you know, in <laughs> that city. Uh, what's, what's your favorite bass to play? Um... I've got this music man that I've been playing the last few years that I'm deeply fond of. You know, I've, I've gone through sort of a, a bunch. Yeah. Like I had a few P bases. I really liked, I was a big Fender guy for a while. And then this guy, Jason and Grody mm-hmm. from Maryland, like built me this custom base that was just fucking awesome. And he built me a second base that was also very awesome. And Warp tour. We were we were on warp tour and all I had was one of those and grody bases out and we were kind of having an issue with it. And Jason was like, overnight it to me, I'll fix it and send it back. And I was like, that doesn't work. Like, what do I play and tell them? And uh the band, we were already sponsored by Ernie Ball for strings. So I just went to like the Ernie Ball tent and they gave me a bass. <laughs> They're like, here this is yours now. So then I really liked that one base. And then after a while they were like, do you want us to build you one? Just tell us what you want and we'll do it. And so that's the main base I've been playing for the last four or five years. Shit. That's fucking cool. You got your own Ernie ball. Is there going to be a, like a Miguel chin Ernie ball uh, <laughs> custom come out? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> that's still fucking cool. Uh, what was your last tattoo? Hmm, 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 hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh Friday thirteenth. You know, a lot of studios do like Oh yeah. And uh, our shop here in Dallas, Elm Street tattoo. The our buddies own and a bunch of our friends work out too. 
me and my wife went down there for Friday the 13th, not too long before the pandemic hit and just got like 13 tattoos or whatever. I have a bunch of random just 13s on my body because of those events. <laughs> Friday the 13th, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I feel that, man. I've got, yeah, I've got a couple of uh, Friday the 13th uh, flash stuff. I have a Saturday the 14th one. <laughs> Like one year, it was it was Elm Street tattoo too. Yeah. But it was just like me and my buddy. We went one day, and they were like, "Fuck it, let's go back." We went back the next day and just got like each other's tattoos, except with the fourteen. Hell yeah, I love it. What's uh? Who's your favorite Simpsons character? Favorite Simpsons character. Fuck. Hmm. That's a good question, man. You know, like growing up, I, I always thought like Bart was such a cool fucking dude. And I had, I had like the Simpsons sing some fucking CD and I had like Bart Simpson's guide to life mm. book, but you know, South Park, I think kind of came by and changed everything for our generation. So yeah. I haven't kept up much with the Simpsons in a long time. I will say that hands down, my favorite episodes were always the Treehouse of Horror episodes. Um, I'm not sure what a good answer for that is, man. Okay. Sorry. What's uh, our Rudy? Rudy would be like bummed out. Yeah. He's like the biggest fucking yeah, Simpsons guy. Yeah, Rudy. Uh, I had him on a couple like last month, and nice. he, he got into the the Dow of of the Simpsons. Yeah, he fucking loves the Simpsons. Yeah. What uh, what what's one of your uh, favorite Twilight Zone episodes then? Oh, just one. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not particularly good with like episode names or whatever, but no. There, there's the one, and it's this guy, and he he just fucking loves to read, and he doesn't really like people that much, yeah. and he like gets locked in that fucking chamber, comes out, humanity's over. Right. He's the only person on earth. He's so fucking happy about it. Cause now he doesn't have to deal with people. He just gets to read all the time and then his glasses break. Yeah, man. Spoilers, yeah. bro. No, oh. I'm just kidding. No. Yeah, man. Burgess Meredith is a, uh... I mean, it's like fucking 60 or 70 years old now. Like you yeah, haven't seen yeah. the fucking episode. But... Yeah, man. Uh, his, his wife hates him reading for some weird reason. And it's like, it's yeah. like, don't fucking read anymore. I hate the books. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's, what's a recent moment you had where you're like, man, it's strange. I'm in the universe has put me in this exact spot right now. Yeah. I, we got like a bike trailer for my daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like to pull uh, along, pull her along. Yeah, in it. Pull. Yep. And um, it was before Nolan was born. My wife was still pregnant with our son, but I uh, I put Olivia in the trailer, and then I put my smaller wiener dog in the trailer with her. Yeah, and I had my bigger dog stuffing like riding on a leash, like running along next to the bike and. And that was definitely one of those moments where I was, everything kind of fell into place and I felt really lucky to be there doing that exact thing. Damn. Yeah. It's a good moment. Uh, what's uh, your worst uh, borders slash customs experience? Like as, as the band? Oh, we got a few. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Here's one. We were... We were coming back to the U.S. from Canada at, like, the Detroit crossing. And one of the questions they ask you is, like, do you have more than $10,000 cash? And our tour manager at the time, Corey, hadn't counted the cash in a while or whatever, but yep. he's just like, no, I don't think so. So it's kind of like, okay, idiots, everybody out of the van. <laughs> They like detain us for a while while they rip everything apart and search. And Brandon was like sick. He had some fucking cold or something. So we're just in this fucking room 
Trying to get back into the U.S., by right. the way. Not trying to fucking sneak into some country. But uh, and they rip apart our fucking van, and they come out at some point after, after like, fucking five hours. Yeah. And they're like, you guys failed to declare cash in excess of $10,000. And we're like, what are you talking about? And they had found, like, Ten thousand one hundred and four dollars. Oof. Yeah, like just fucking barely over the fucking thing. They find us like eight hundred dollars for lying. Damn. They fucking red flagged Corey to where I think still to this day, anytime he's flying into the U.S., he gets questioned about it. And we missed sound check. We showed up after doors were open. And just kind of had to like throw our shit on stage and play. Yeah, so that man, sucked. Man, mm. that sucks, man. That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> and we were like, "Holy shit, we have more than ten thousand dollars!" We're all like so stoked, and it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we have nine thousand two hundred something dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, what what would you want a yoga pose to be named in honor of you? <laughs> That's an interesting one. What, what would the name be? What would the name be? Man, I'm such like a Sanskrit traditional names for poses thing. It's hard for me to. Ooh. It's hard for me to like break out of that. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I got fucking jack shit. Right there. Uh, uh, Happy Miguel. We can, we can go with that. I don't know. Happy Miguel's a good one, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. What's, uh, what's your perfect pizza? I'm a giant fan of just a plain cheese pizza, kind of like thin yeah. New Yorkish style crust, or like a really like rustic fucking Neapolitan you know, like Italian as fuck. Hell yeah. Pizza. Okay. Uh, what do you want on your tombstone? Mm. Well, moving on. Ooh. Hell yeah. That reminds me of, a uh, DD Ramones, uh, tombstone. Similar, S- simple but sweet. It's like, uh, okay, I gotta go. I think that's what it oh, says. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, what, what's the greatest joy you've experienced as a father? The greatest joy? Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's a ton of them. It's it's kind of the thing about being a dad. It's just lots of moments where you're like, holy shit that was really fucking cool. And right. lately it's my daughter has like a little pink guitar that we got her when she was quite little, but like now she's kind of old enough to like hold it and strum it and like kind of sing. So that's really cool. That's cool. That's wild. Uh, and the last one, the most important, uh, question I think, um, have you ever had an erotic cake before? An erotic cake? Yeah. Um, like the cake itself? Would, or I guess the answer is yes in both ways. Uh, someone once got me like a big dick-shaped cake <laughs> uh, for a birthday. It wasn't particularly, it wasn't a particularly good cake. But then there was also a scenario where someone once um, sat on a cake in a, a sexual manner um for your birthday yeah. <laughs> uh just because we were weird oh okay <laughs> gotcha yeah i was just talking about like you know like a, a butt cake or a wiener cake i wasn't talking about like turned you on like when you ate it or whatever <laughs> oh god uh but yeah uh do you we, we can go ahead and wrap this thing up uh do you have any like closing words of wisdom or anything you want to say if if you're thinking about having kids 
anybody who's listening absolutely have kids because it's it's like the greatest ever but just sleep like so much before the baby gets here like sleep twice as much as you know sleep like 16 hours a day <laughs> just to stockpile for when the baby gets here hell yeah <laughs> that's sage wisdom okay well hang on for a second but miguel you had options and you decided to talk to me tonight and i appreciate it yeah man i appreciate you having me uh, yeah.